Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features elegant designs, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. So start building your website. Go to squarespace.com. Enter code GWF. Get 10% off. Squarespace, you should. Beautiful. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Hello, Christina. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Where can I see you this month? Huh? Where can I see you this month? Well, you could see me at a couple <laughs> places. Um, Monday, February 8th, this coming Monday, I'm going to be on the Hello Giggles show at UCB East with Judah Friedlander. Tickets are five bucks. The link is in the description if you want to buy them. And then the next day, Tuesday, February 9th, 9 p.m., I am at the Slipper Room, which is a great show. It's hosted by Seth Herzog. That's at 9 p.m. Ticket links are also in the description of this podcast. And uh, then the following day, Wednesday, February 10th, The Comedian Project, my monthly show at The Standing Room with Katie Hannigan is back. No jokes about sex, relationships, or dating. This month we have podcast favorite Harrison Greenbaum. So oh, your husband? Come, You're going to marry him. You know that, right? Come on down. You know you I love him. him in a very uh, just a romantic way. Non, non-romantic way. Perfect for this show. <laughs> so use code SEX for $5 tickets to that. Then uh, two days later on Friday, February 12th, it's Nacho Bitch's time again it's mid-month it's the special valentine's day episode uh it's at 11 uh, 15 p.m at new york comedy club use code nacho for ten dollar tickets this one's gonna be a shit show the late ones get really crazy and rowdy uh we have a great uh smattering of guests including the reform tours and of course blair saki and i will be there as usual friday february 19th is the 28th anniversary of the day I came out of my mother's vagina. <laughs> and also, the February Glamour Puss. I wanted to have it on my birthday because I was like, oh, let's get crazy. And we have a really good lineup. Corinne's going to be there doing stand-up. Karen Feehan's going to be there, who is from the episode of Guys We Fuck called Watching Sybil Made You Stick a Hairbrush Up Your Pussy? Um, she's amazing. I love her. Uh, Wendy Starling and I open every show at Glamour Puss uh, with characters. And we confuse the fuck out of people, and it's my favorite thing in the whole world and i'm so excited please come do they actually think it's not you yeah a, a fan <laughs> came up a guy came up to me after the last oh show and was like God. i was so who were those people at the beginning they were not nice they're not talking saying nice things about you guys and i was like i am a great actor or people are retarded i mean yeah, you are a good actor probably but dumb. also that's dumb yeah you guys probably dumb <laughs> i was wearing a wig <laughs> Then on Tuesday, February 23rd, uh, Eastville Comedy Club, 9 p.m., I am going to be co-headlining with Mike Racine. Uh, There's an email that you can email to get free tickets to that. Free Free tickets. That's so exciting. Come, play. It'll be fun. Oh, sounds like an ad for a sex shop. (laughs) Um, Guys, uh, we mentioned before two episodes ago, podcast music. We've been playing clips of music of songs that you guys know my boyfriend steven uh is a music junkie and so we now we're doing ads on the podcast we have to get permission for everything we play so if you have a band or you work at a record label and you want to send us your music to possibly be featured on the show gwf podcast music at gmail.com send us the links to your songs and uh have a blessed day 
Oh my God, Amber Rose. What an episode. What a week for guys we fucked. We and by that, I mean Christina and myself. Yeah, it was just not yeah, actually just the guys us. that we fucked. Yeah, they didn't care. Um, <laughs> well, some of them did. Uh, yeah, some of them were supportive about we it. We could not have planned that shit yeah. better uh, if I know. we tried. Everyone was like, when you talk about the butt stuff, I'm like, guys, 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 guys. We recorded that like two weeks ago because we've been trying to get Amber Rose. Like, so I've been For talking a while. to like, yeah, her assistant since like November. I was like, this is <laughs> this is just coincidental. It is fate <laughs> yeah. of what I don't know. But I can I can't I can't fucking believe the timing of that interview. Uh, that was the that's we got press from every fucking I'm still getting Google alerts today uh, me too we talked to this woman for almost two hours about really interesting shit how she felt how she grew up how she became famous Mm -hmm. and then we got like 12,000 press pieces over the one minute she talked about Kanye West yeah and it was great because uh, my lifelong dream of being kind of mentioned on PerezHilton.com came true that I was I was so happy for I you was, and me. I was I was just like so emotional. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, but I was very emotional. You know, I was like, this is great. I'm I really, loved uh, Perez is everything. E.T. Yeah. That was fun for me because I remember coming home from school and be like, celebrity Tom Cruise is fucking dudes in his bathhouse. Whatever. I don't know. That was fun. I was talking to Steven. Oh, my God. I was talking to Steven about... The butt stuff. The Kanye tweeted the right. I don't go near no or whatever. Right. Everyone's shaming everybody. Well, I was, was gonna pissed. say I was like kids. It's, and, what Amber said was funny, but it's it was a little slut shaming. I mean, technically, yeah. 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 I laughed. Yeah. Did I not? I it was I, super funny, but right. if he likes fingers in his butt, that's fine. Yeah. Like you don't have to be so about fingers in your butt. And I was talking to Stephen about it, and he like very slyly, like under his breath, had talked about how. I was like, well, I fingered you. I was like the first one to finger your ass. And she's like, you weren't the first one to finger my ass. And I was like, I wasn't? Wow. And then he's like, no, remember the story about how I said my last girlfriend said if you're going to put your dick in my ass, you have to feel what it feels like to have a finger up your ass? And I was like... Shit, I don't remember that, but you could have said that, yeah. And then I was like, well, Wait, I was like, f- Stoya? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, everyone knows what she <laughs> I forget. I'm always, like, keeping her secret, and it's out. Um, well, it just sounded like an empowered thing that she would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. good for her. We got credit for that. Good for you, Stoya. Um, and then I was like, well, I was the first one to lick your ass. And he was like, I don't. I don't think you were. And I was like, whoa, 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 Wow, whoa, that's not the information whoa. I had either, Stephen, to be honest. <laughs> I have been bragging yeah. about being the first you one really to lick your butthole. Mm-hmm. I thought I was fucking Neil Armstrong, and you're telling me yeah. I'm Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so upset. And he was like, dude, it's not, I, I, I don't think anyone's licked my ass. I'm like, you don't think? And we got into this huge fight. He was trying to make some point about Kanye West's tweet, but I was like, no, 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 sir. We're going to talk about this now. Well, since we often think of, like, I'm guessing the point he was, I mean, was the point he was, I, the whole time I was laughing and and lo- just loving the Instagram followers rolling in, oh, I was man. also like, this is slut shaming and it's not, I mean, it's just, I, if, and also because I feel like, like the kind of, the rap community is so bad about anything that's like considered even borderline they homosexual they very are. not understanding about it I think not accepting I think it's bad I think it's bad it's funny but it was it's bad I mean like if you like fingers in your butt that's fine yeah you should yeah Try I hope it. Kanye does like fingers I in this butt. He's tried and also like it's really none of our business. But also like True. just don't you know don't start just 
don't start Twitter beefs with your exes because your exes know shit about you that you probably don't want everyone to know about you. Yeah. And oh, it, was, yeah. it all ended fine anyway when but, Amber Rose and, and Kim took that fucking gorgeous picture. Oh, so hot. I couldn't even, I mean, I can't even look at that picture without getting aroused. You listen to the interview, though, that we did with her. I specifically asked her if she's ever stuck her finger up a guy's butt. She didn't answer. She was taking the high road. Yeah, she didn't She answer. wasn't like, actually, yeah, one time Kanye was like, please stick your fingers up my ass. No, of course. And that's why it was she said that, nothing. That's why it was funny when she tweeted it. I know. like, you know, she's she knows. She's a smart gal. Go fuck with my kid. Okay, I'll <laughs> tell everybody about the type of figures that you butt. She knows what's up. Um, this was an interesting week for me, too. Um, so I ended last week by getting uh, my pussy waxed. Oh. And I, I was, I was gotten just, it before, right? Um, only one other time. It was like a nail shop. This was like a higher end. I like, I went I went up a bit. Full on? Yeah. Brazilian? Oh, it's full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and like they care. do your butthole, right? Um, they do do your butthole, yeah. Do you have to like spread your butt cheeks? Well, there's yeah, you two, have to. You can go, there's two ways you can go. You can go on all fours. This particular place had me roll back and like, and lift my uh, knees up to my chest. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's, Ooh, all you, fours. you just really get, you get into there. I've just never been in that position naked in front of somebody, not sex. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, this is positions that I don't even. I mean, and it's also that you have like medical lights on you. But I was just like, yeah, I'm party mood. Let me get my pussy waxed. See how it goes. It was a lady who, and there it? was also a discount, so that helped. Groupon. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a lady. Uh, but the thing was, it was weird. It was one of those places that get you in and out in 15 minutes, and like it wasn't cheap. But uh, the, she was like hard selling me products while she was ripping my pussy hair from the root and I was like this hurts a lot can you please it was like one I was like wow women do talk too much can you please shut the fuck up you're fucking pulling my pussy hairs out by the root I don't care I ain't gonna buy no creams right I don't, now I don't care what I don't care if you have a bottle of gold that you're gonna sell me for $25 I was so fucking annoyed by that not to time, mention Janet. that I go in and I expect her to leave the room when I take my pants off I know she's gonna see it later but just let me undress oh, like a yeah. human you let the customer Undress Unless you are going to tip me in singles, you leave the fucking premises when I am undressing and you come back when I am undressed. And then she points to the corner and she's like, there's some wipes if you need to clean your pussy out because you know how America's always trying to tell ladies they're, they pussy dirty. <laughs> they, they pussy dirty. <laughs> so I had to wipe out my... I was, And you know what? I work in the industry, so I had already cleaned my pussy out. Thank you. Down the block, I had I had already cleaned it out uh, from its what was toxins. Up in, what was up in there? And then I... And then Condoms. just because I figured she was looking, I was like, just from from protocol, I cleaned it out again. I'm like, so this is to me, I have to undress and then clean my pussy and my butthole out. In front of her? In front of you. I mean, she had her back turned, but come on. That's even worse. Then she tells me that she was like hung at over. At look at me. And I was oh, like, my Jesus God. Christ. No, I didn't want her to look at me. So that was fun. And then I also, uh, the 46, 8, 7-year-old or whatever, whoever old he is, he asked me to do a show. 87-year-old? A show last week. And then he gets me there and is being real nice. Like, he's, like, telling the people in charge of the show to make sure that I have a Diet Coke. Like, being real, real accommodating. That's because you interview Amber Rose, baby. No, I had nothing to do with that. It was before that was even released. He had no idea. Oh, damn it. And uh, <laughs> That'd be really funny if that was the reason. No, he doesn't care about that. I think he just misses the fish. And, um, yeah, so that was interesting. So I did the gig. I took my cash money. And then he offered to drive me back in the city. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go take the train. And then he was like, you look so beautiful. I was like, yeah, of course I look beautiful. Bye. And then I, t- I texted a V uh, for Victory to Paula. And then he, then he texted me later. He was like, you were so good tonight. Oh, with my some, God. With some kissy face emoji. And I was just like, you know what? You do not break my heart on street corner. And then send me a kissy face emoji. Okay? Was he ever that, that sweet and lovey before? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a tender tender fellow. I mean, we, we did have a moment where he we drove me to like the river over with the moon shining and left the the lights on the car on and you know very yeah we uh, held each other in the moonlight or whatever just like in a fucking movie. I mean, it sure was nice moments. <laughs> we got along well, but that's over oh, and done with. Uh, the buck stops here. Isn't that nice to be? Uh... Oh, you crawling back now? Guess what? I don't care anymore. Yeah, and I was, and I knew when he booked me, I was like, oh, you think you're getting fucked? You're not getting fucked. <laughs> you're not getting oh, fucked. I'll take that. And gig. you know, I mean business. If I turn down a ride from New Jersey back yeah. to the city, I walk my ass to the train station. It was real cold. Damn. And I do you think it's because if he tried to drive you home? He would try to make out with you, and you wouldn't want to resist, or is it because? Oh no, I was thinking? fine resisting. I just didn't. I didn't even want him to think that he had a chance, because because I think he, I think it's a strong message for a city girl to go take her ass home on the train. That's a, oh that, my, that sends a strong message. I have he was going to drive me to my door. Someone could be a murderer and be like, "You want to ride home from Brooklyn?" And be like, "Yeah, yeah, just don't murder me. I'll be right. on the lookout for you." Yeah, both hands on the wheel, sir. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I would take that ride. Yeah, no. I mean, rides, I would do mostly anything for a ride. It's a bad, it's not good. <laughs> not good at all. Oh, man. Um, hey, a lot of cool people yeah. donated money to us. Yeah, and I know you're like, where is my reward? Because that's why I donated. Well, here we are, guys. We're here. We're going to list some names. These are people who were brawlers. They donated $88 or more to our uh, generosity fund, and we really appreciate it. We appreciate you, Danielle Antonetti. And you, Roni Yosefat. And you, Jason M. Shaput. And you, Arun Littlejohn. And you, Joey D. McNally. And you, Rebecca Stewart. Hey, Scott Burgess, guess what? We appreciate you. Michael Bailey, stand the fuck up. <laughs> Brian K. Schwartz, your number's here. Thank you. Kevin Gimber, get your finger out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Gimber's going to ask for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, Kevin. Joey's last name also might be McNally, but I don't, that's not a name I've uh, heard of. So now it's McNally. You guys, <laughs> I changed it. spell your fucking names right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it's good. What? Guys, what a week. Uh, some friends of ours are back in business on the internet. Boys are back in town oh. and they're going to legalize rape. Just kidding. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this week in news, rape's legal. <laughs> guys, rape's legal now, so like run, bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. When I heard this story, this guy, uh, Roosh. 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 Yeah, and we're going to say his name once here, but I feel like if anyone's going to talk about him on the internet, don't use his name, because that's what he wants. Just call him, like, D-Bag or something. Call him, uh... We give too much publicity to assholes in this country, like murderers. Oh, we're and doing shit. that now. I mean, we're about to give them to a lot of publicity, but whatever. It's hilarious. I mean, this is this is a more private form of publicity. This is this is pretty good. We interviewed Amber Rose last week. It's not twenty twenty. Um, oh, I love fucking love twenty twenty. Me too. They shouldn't interview this guy. <laughs> um, so I came across. Well, I don't know when you first heard about this, Corinne. I messaged you an article about it, but I was like. The headlines were like, yeah. these guys are beating all over the country and they're trying to legalize rape. I got and a lot of tweets about it. And I was like, no way. No guy actually thinks that. That's Oh, hilarious. I wasn't surprised in the least. I thought it was. I was like, no way. I actually thought better of him. Really? I thought he was better than that. Oh, God, no. And then everyone was referring to this article that he wrote 
about how to stop rape. My favorite part was how furious people were getting. Like, it's actually going to take. Right. It's not going to happen. Like, this is going to go. horrible. <laughs> this is going to go to the Senate. <laughs> like, oh, what? you're so cute. You can't legalize rape. <laughs> um, but then I read the article that everyone was talking about. <laughs> this is the quote that he said. Uh, he talks about, like, rape, 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 rape. <laughs> Uh, I thought about this problem, and I'm sure I have the solution. Make rape legal. If it's legal, and done. Uh, oh, make rape legal if done on private property. I propose we make the violent taking of women not punishable by law when done off public grounds. Without daddy government to protect her, a girl would absolutely not enter a private room with a man she doesn't know or trust unless she's absolutely sure she is ready to sleep with him. So, ladies, you can't go anywhere now. Because oh you're going to get fucked. Oh, my God. Go get raped. Oh, my God. Oh, this cute. This, this, this top so part sweet. was also special where he says, by attempting to teach men not to rape, what we have actually done is teach women not to care about being raped, not to protect themselves from easily preventable acts, and not to take responsibility for their actions, which is interesting because I know he's like, this is a crazy person and we're oh, sitting yeah. here making fun of it. But I'm I'm sure actually, he- I've heard that a, like a, a lot. Like, uh, like people saying, well, when I we, mean, you know, how about women stop doing this, this, and this? No, no, no. Women can do whatever the fuck they want want as far as like what they're wearing yeah or walking down the street like, yeah like, like existing yeah i was going like that's places. no 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 that's all fine that's yeah. all good <laughs> and then then he said on twitter he's like guys that article with a satire why is everyone getting on my ass yeah. and then i was looking up i just typed in rape on his website so many articles right yes on rape that's his number the, one thing. one of the articles that's not written by him it's written by somebody else five simple steps for not getting raped do you want to know what the i five? would love to know okay number one i don't want to get raped do, you don't right no you i want to get like raped. not to why would you want to get raped if i had a choice between being raped or, or not, not being raped, raped i would go with b not being raped yeah 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 no yeah. i totally understand you mm-hmm. on that one i feel you uh number one Maintain an arm's length distance from strangers. <laughs> but what if it's like what if it's like a what transaction you, at Dwayne Reed? Fucking get the fuck <laughs> back, <laughs> bitch. Just throw it at me. <laughs> Number two, don't go to certain areas at night. Oh, okay. Like the rapist dens. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Just got don't it. go there if you right. want to get raped, right. you fucking That's bitch. so dumb of me, yeah. Number three, stay with your own group. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. Like white like people? people? <laughs> <laughs> you racist prick. <laughs> Oh, this site is very racist, by the way, too. Don't worry, minorities, not only women, they're after you as well. Yeah, they oh, also my God. hate, they also are homophobic. It's just, a, it's, it's a, horrible. It's a fun party. Number four, wear modest clothing. Oh, okay. You fucking slut. You look hard. That V-neck is way too deep. I have a V-neck and shorts on right you now. You should get raped right now. Yeah. Uh, number five, don't get drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Good to know. God. I have to really change my oh, lifestyle. Wait, this is my favorite. Uh, at the end of the article, it says, the choice is simple. Take the five common steps above, stay safe and sane, and perhaps even meet a good man. Or continue using snark and sarcasm while putting your body, health, and mental state at risk. It's a simple choice, but something tells me that sadly, American women are going to have to learn this the lesson the hard way. See, the thing is, <laughs> I actually feel for Roosh a little bit just because I feel like this this return of the kings, I feel like that's his guys we fucked podcast. Like, I feel like right. he got dumped by some girl in a Panera bread, La Pan Quotidian, Dunkin' Maybe Donuts. his was La Pan. Yeah. Well, I feel more Dunkin'. Maybe his Seems was a, a, a bodega. He's yeah. like the, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he got dumped and then he just went crazy. He went, he is nuts. Oh, yeah. I want to meet him so bad. I want yeah. him to come on the podcast. Um. 
Now, what if I have some questions about um, this international meetup day uh, that's happening on February 6th? Uh, I could try to answer them for you. Okay, perfect. Um, can I bring a female friend, girlfriend, lover, or wife? Absolutely not. This meeting is for heterosexual men only. Um, can I come if I'm a homosexual or transsexual? No, this meeting is for heterosexual men only. Now, what should we do if a pretty girl shows up and begs to be a fly on the wall? Get her number and then tell her to buzz off. Do not allow women to attend the meeting. What if I'm the only one who shows up? This means your city is not yet ready for meetups. Let me know that so we can plan future meetups in larger cities within your state or province. But wait, 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 wait. What if crazy feminists show up? <gasps> Record them with your camera, upload footage to Dropbox, and then send them to me at roosh at rooshtv. Rooshv.com. That's R-O-O-S-H at rooshv.com. Afterwards, we could tear them up. If accosted during a meetup, travel to the final venue in pairs or triplets using an indirect route so the final location is not compromised. While I wouldn't mind a little bit of excitement, there is currently zero chatter online about a single meetup that will be disrupted. Wow. So, yeah, this is just oh. some information about this, um, I guess, pro-rape Return of the Kings men's right activist rally. Yeah, that was, um, there's a frequently asked questions page, and yeah. we just did a live stage reading of it. Yeah. That wasn't made up. No. We're not that, I'm not that funny. No, 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 Come no. Come on. So, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to go see if there's a meetup in your city that you can in- infiltrate. <laughs> it just feels like, like, remember when we were kids, and we were like, boys against girls. I mean, yeah. And I was like... Boys are disgusting, cootie full dickheads. Well, it's like I they like, should die. I like this the first time that Alfalfa did it in uh, Little Rascals when he created the He Man Woman, Woman Haters, Haters Club. Club. Maybe that's fucking Roosh, yeah. dude. Maybe Roosh has grown oh, up Alfalfa. We, I think he just saw well, He's not Buckwheat because you know how he feels about, you know, other yeah. races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't, he ain't fucking <laughs> with Buckwheat, unfortunately, which is a shame because Buckwheat was the fucking coolest. <laughs> I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Oh, oh man. Wow. Isn't that fun? That was good. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So it's just so cute what they're doing. Check out sites. I mean, you'll probably be able to tell where the meetup is by the uh, <laughs> by the men wearing the socks and of, sandals. The grouping of sad men. I was going to say fat and balding, but, you know, I appreciate yeah, but we fat, like fat and balding, balding uh, listeners, so yeah. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Um, all right, guys. Here's the time where we do more ads. <laughs> I didn't know how to go into that. <laughs> you go into however you want. Remember when we were talking about Squarespace earlier? Oh, hey! Yeah. Our Squarespace sites look professionally designed regardless really? of the skill level. Shut up. No coding is required. Oh, thank God. They are intuitive and easy to use <gasps> tools. Oh, yeah, so You easy. can get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Free? Um, <laughs> so, guys, just start your free trial today, your Do site, <laughs> at squarespace.com. When <laughs> you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code GWF to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. You should. Yes, I knew you knew that. Roosh, you should make a Methodist oh my God, meetup he, space with squarespace.com. Make sure to use our offer code. A great Squarespace. Dude, he would make such a good Squarespace. I wonder who's hosting him. This is much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Roosh. You got to fucking Rushi, step up your game. get a Squarespace. A poorly designed website, truly. <laughs> Very horrible. How, how are you supposed to start the movement? Yeah, how, how, how are these men going to fucking follow you if your color scheme sucks? I can't wait till next week when we are not uh, getting ads from Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, man. Oh, Our wow. guest. Yeah. Jeez. Remember last week we interviewed Amber Rose? Yeah. This yeah. week is someone different. Not. It's not Amber Very Rose. Very different. Spoiler alert. Um, 
I first saw a herd of Wendy, the yes. woman we're interviewing today, because a friend of mine posted an article or a blog post about her work. And what she does is she photographs protesters outside of abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Super. Because not a lot of people know what that looks like. I've never seen that in my life before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was cool. Just like I think photojournalists going overseas and taking photos of wars and stuff. Like those photos are really important to what's going on in society. How are, as a culture, how are we responding? What are we doing? Um, so I thought that was really important and, and interesting. So I wanted to talk to her. So we invited her over. And we're like, we're going to talk to you about these, your work taking photos of protesters outside of abortion clinics. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, we got there. Yeah. Because at first we're like, let's get a little bit, you know, let's know a little bit about you. Like, how did you get into this work? Yeah. What's your life like? She goes, do you have a minute? Wow. We're like, we do. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, you guys. And then 60 minutes later, we're like, oh shit, what about those those photographs? Wow. I was like, oh, white precious is here. So. (laughs) For reals. (laughs) I, that's not a lie. No, Dude, you guys. This interview the I I I mean I love being surprised by people. I had no I mean, idea. Yeah. One of the most fascinating people I've ever talked to. Yeah. I have never talked to somebody who's been through what she's been through. Yeah. I can't fucking wait for you to hear this. This is fucking really interesting. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Wendy Kent. I know the truth about your bloodstone. protesters outside of abortion clinics but first we want to get to know you all right and i'm i asked wendy i was like is there anything weird with you she's like oh i'm fucked up perfect <laughs> let's talk about it like. yeah right. um what's your deal <laughs> um so i guess my deal let's see can i put this in a nutshell um i got pregnant at 13 i had a baby at 14 Oh. Um, that was mostly because I went to a Planned Parenthood clinic, and I have a very, very different story than most people who go to Planned Parenthood clinics. That's good. We need to hear um, the flip side for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm from Texas, and when I went to a Planned Parenthood clinic, I, I don't know why, but I knew that there was some kind of stigma attached to abortion. Um, I knew that that was like what I wanted to do, what I needed to do. Did you go by yourself or did it a friend, a parent? I went by myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, that was a really long time the guy ago. Wasn't, that was 21 years ago. So The guy didn't um, even offer to go? Even no, I mean, long. we were together, like, um, but he was the same age as me. So 13. we were both 13. Oof, yeah. That um, is goddamn. Yeah. So, uh, but being in Texas back then, I'm not really sure technically what the, what the legislation required and prohibited. But basically, I went in... I wanted an abortion. I was really ashamed to say that. 
uh, you know, who knows why? Like, I, mean, I can't tell you. Too. Yeah, I mean, I can't yeah, tell you 13, that, like, I that's knew. why. I have yeah. a qu- quick question. Yeah. Yeah. What did your school teach you about sex? Um, you know, honestly, I don't remember. But what I do remember is that I was majorly ashamed after I decided to go to school pregnant. Um, I remember there being some serious conversations between the uh, the principal and the teachers, and they really wanted to send me to the alternative school. What? Even Um, that shit was going on in my and I grew I grew up in New Jersey, you know, and you know, so it was like late nineties, early two thousands that I was in high school, and that was absolutely the pregnant girls were sent to like oh, and what about the boys who impregnated the girls? Where did they go? They stayed in the school? I don't even know what you mean. Like, <laughs> right. So, but right. they didn't even yeah. talk about them. Yeah. Because you no, can't. No. Like, I, we had, but I was a bad influence. So they wanted me to go to the alternative school. See, I think that's, yeah, it's different. Because I was God like, damn. I think the pregnant girls in my school, it wasn't so much like it was like they were sent away because, I mean, they were sent away. They were they were put in a different room mm-hmm. because they, went to Rikers. they didn't want to yeah. like walk around <laughs> pregnant, like, because it was uncomfortable. So I just want to clarify that oh, to that anyone listening in New yeah. Jersey. But I mean, no. it, was, it definitely was like separated for sure. And yeah, made no, not wasn't. not to have a, I think the key here is like they didn't have a regular high school experience which I think is very important yeah. but yours was <clears throat> yeah no so mine was so basically what happened was I went to the Planned Parenthood I was too ashamed to say that I wanted an abortion I'm not really sure I can't like tell you specifically like why I knew there was some stigma attached to it I can't tell you like how I f- how I learned that Abortion was like, you know, not a great thing or something. There was just kind of something in me that knew that going straight to a Planned Parenthood and asking for an abortion, there was like something wrong with me. So Mm. when I did go, I figured that, you know, I could say, oh, maybe I want to keep this baby. But I knew I was 13. So I assumed that someone would say, look, you know, you you have options. And then if they mentioned abortion, then I wouldn't have to feel so weird and bad about choosing it because it was like given to me as an option. But for whatever reason back then, this is like 93. Um, there, I don't know if there was legislation in place um, because there might have know, been. Yeah, we Texas, know that that happens. Yeah. There's so many clinics that shut right. down in Texas. But I went in and the nurse asked me, do you know what you want to do? And I was like, oh, I think I want to have this baby. Oh. And her response was, OK, we'll get you some prenatal vitamins. So a 13 year old walks into a Planned Parenthood by herself. It says this to a nurse. And that's that. It sounds like the that's- setup to a joke. But it's actually a horrible tragedy. That's yeah. what? Yeah. God damn. And do you do you know? I know you don't remember oh, what dear. your school taught you, mm-hmm. but do you know if they were abstinence only or so? Or I, they recognized yes, pregnancy. So I, happens. I don't actually think that at that time. Surprisingly, I don't think that we were abstinence only. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not sure when that changed. I'm pretty sure that it did change. Mm. Um, I don't think we were abstinence only because I do remember learning about protection. <sighs> okay. Um, but. You know, I was young. I came from a really broken family. My, you know, my family was really fucked up. My boyfriend's family was really fucked up, you know. So we both kind of had this, like, you know, 
oh, a baby, like, that's someone that will love us forever all mm. the time. That's common. You know, right? Yeah. 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 So, like, so like going into that, being careless and becoming pregnant was, like, not... Now, were you just not using? You, you, know, you were just not using condoms, or were I think you we were using off and on, maybe mm-hmm. not seriously. We and also you can didn't care. Put it on know? incorrectly, and yeah. it can break, and there's yeah. a million things yeah. that you can do. Yeah, I, mean, I have thirteen. No I would have had no idea how to fucking mm-hmm. put a condom on yeah. someone when I was right. thirteen. Right. Um, now, when you say you you came from like a broken family, your family was fucked up. Like, what was the situation? Yeah. Like, did you have was, were mom, mom and dad, mom, step parent? Like, what was happening? Yeah. So my mom's um, mentally ill, and she's been you know, back and forth and in and out of um, uh, diagnoses, like, my whole life. Um, My dad, you know, is pretty awesome. He has some anxiety, but he raised my brother and I. Um, But, you know, when this happened, when I got pregnant, he, you know, my whole family was like, you can't do this. Like, you can't have a baby right now, you know, and... Um, he didn't want to have anything to do with raising a child, understandably. Because he would have to help you. How <clears throat> yeah, would you understandably, know? right. Was there an abortion conversation between yeah. you and your father, though? It was very, you know, brief and vague and kind of just like, wow. uh, you know, you know what you need to do. My dad kind of, you know, banked on the fact that I was smart and you know, knew that it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I don't even remember how I ended up at the Planned Parenthood. I don't remember. I do remember really vividly taking the pregnancy test with my best friend and, like, realizing what was happening, mm-hmm. you know. But there was that initial, and I I wrote a piece about this on the Daily, I posted on the Daily Coast about my experience being pregnant as um, you okay. Know, well, can we can we link to that? Is it yeah, still live? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. So it's on it's on the Daily Coast, and the title is "Coming to Term," um, and it's under my uh, diaries. I guess they call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Planned Parenthood didn't give you an alternative option, which you were hoping they would. Right. So you went through with the pregnancy. <clears throat> what did your boyfriend say? At the yeah. Time. So he was um, Hispanic and Catholic and came from, you know, he had a older brother who was already a teen parent. Um, interestingly enough, his mother uh, quickly, quietly at one point chimed in like, you can't do this. You cannot have this baby. Hmm. Um, to him and not you? To both of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, good. How? Yeah, right. But that was really surprising to me yeah. because teen pregnancy, like, in their family and their culture seemed yeah. very... Something that happened a lot. Right, right. Yeah. But so what What did you respond to her? Like, okay, cool. Can you take me to Planned Parenthood so, real quick? Help. You know, again, yeah. like, there was the stigma and there was a lot of the shame and... You know, honestly, I went back mentally and emotionally. I went back and forth between, like, I have no one. What will this baby do for me? But I'm so aware that I'm fucked up and that mental illness runs in my family. And, like, this is clearly not – 
the right thing to do for me or for a child. You know, mm, I really yeah. bounced back and forth. You know, I'm 13. I was like, those, so I was gonna say, those are pretty smart really mature. thoughts to be having when you're yeah. when you're 13. Yeah, I mean, that's a at least you did think about it like in such an analytical way. Yeah. So you had the baby, right? Did right. you? What about adoption? Did so, you think of that? Um, no, I didn't. I raised her uh, along with her father for about a year. I after about a year um, living with him and his family. Oh God, I, that's challenging. Although yeah. it's nice that they're there to help, right? Right. But that can get yeah. I kind of got to a point where I was like, "This is crazy." I'm I'm 14. We're not in love. Like we both did this because. You know, we needed people, you know, to love us. Like, we needed some kind of stability. And so I was like, you know, I can't do this. I need to leave. We're not in love. It doesn't make sense for us to be together. How did he respond? Um, And, you know, I don't really remember there being any kind of struggle. You know, it's kind of like as long as we, you know, he had, you know, visitation, we just kind of like— made sure they each other saw her. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't really a problem. And I seem to remember him being kind of like, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, yeah. This is crazy. When you, know? you gave birth to your daughter, were you like, wow, did you, were you flush with emotions of maternal love? No. Yeah. I wasn't. And, and although, you know, I reconnected with her at 14, the same age that I was when I gave birth to her, she's, uh, completely fucking amazing she's incredible she's incredibly empathetic she grew up like understanding what i went through when i was pregnant with her who raised her she so it's really complicated (laughs) but um after a year of raising her i um i knew i had nowhere to go so um my my mother was totally unstable um and on and off drugs and in and out of institutions and counseling and what have you and back and forth between diagnoses. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a stepfather that was abusive. And um, so it's a lot on your plate. Yeah. So, um, you know, my only like stable family that I really depended on, I think, was trying the tough love approach. And so I basically had nowhere to go. Um, I went to my mother's and I raised my daughter there for a few months. And I was going to a high school where I had um, access to a daycare, you know, and I finally said, you know, I can't be in this home anymore. It's abusive. It's, you know, it's not safe. I called her grandmother on her father's side and I said, you need to come take the baby because um, you know, I need to leave and I need her to leave and I don't know where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent the next couple of years on the streets. You were homeless. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Wow. God damn. You're right. That is that's a lot of layers because, oh, my God, I can't imagine like you. You did what's best for your daughter, it seems like, because you can't have a baby on the streets. On You were just in Texas? You, you didn't? Yeah. So I lived on the streets in Austin um, while I was on the streets. You know, this having to give her up and, and kind of feeling abandoned and feeling like I was an abandoner. Um, 
Uh, and so how old are you at this time? So at this time, 14? I'm like 15. 15, okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you were going to, were you going to school? Oh, no. At that I point, say, I dropped but, out. Yeah. yeah. And did the grandmother on the father's side know that that's what <clears> she were going to do? Or should she going to like ask no questions, took, the, took your daughter, yeah. and that was kind of the end so basically you know i i was like you need to come take the baby mm-hmm. i don't know where i'm gonna go i don't know what i'm gonna do i'll get back to you when i have a safe place for us to live okay you know and that kind of just never happened yeah right um you know i uh i was on the streets i you know i followed kind of the normal path of was there drug, people, drug use? People yeah. on the streets in Austin. I got exposed to heroin. I started shooting dope. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I um, So I was an IV drug user, specifically heroin, for over a year. Um, How did you get, get out of that? That's So I got really so lucky, addictive. actually. Um, I... <laughs> I got busted at the squat that I was staying at. I was I was squatting at a church, like outside a church, in mm-hmm. this like weird little kind of uh, uh, concrete square that they build around air conditioning units, mm. and um, it was like the the best place for me to squat and sleep at. And I I had the permission of um, one of the pastors there, but I guess they hadn't really spoken to, like, the janitorial staff or whatever. So Mm. um, somebody in the janitorial staff saw me, and they saw me um, fixing and the fixing cops means using fixing, so yeah. I so I was more. cooking. I was like cooking my oh, dope, okay. and it. I was pulling it up um, in the syringe. Oh, no, just it. a quick question: when, when you're, how are yeah. you? How do you get dope? How, is it? Ex- I mean, isn't heroin expense? I don't know the pricing. I don't yeah. know. So how did you pricing? Pay for it? So back yeah. then, back then it was. Um, so I did tar. I didn't do balloons. Um, so it comes in a couple different forms. There's tar, um, which looks like literally like a little dot of sticky tar. tar. Okay. And um, what a lot of people don't know is I have a major aversion to capers and it's because tar heroin <gasps> smells exactly like capers. You're not missing much car- capers. You're kind of gross. Yeah, capers are <laughs> weird. It's cool. Yes. Wow. It's weird. Lots of people don't know that. Um, but you can also do balloons, you know, which usually it comes in like a white powder. But um, okay. I got exposed to tar. Um, one hit was like 20 bucks. Um, you know, I usually, uh, like raise this through panhandling. Mm-hmm. I sold plasma for as long as I could, but Holy pretty soon. Oh, oh yeah. my God. God yeah. damn. Pretty soon I got banned from doing that. I was like, yeah, um, weren't you getting weak yeah. from doing that? Yeah. yeah. Holy um, shit. And, um, after a little while I started doing, um, favors is kind of what you would call it in the back seats with my girlfriend and suck a dick okay suck a dick no no it actually oh. um i would like perform it was more performing like stripping like a sex show yeah like making out with my girlfriend okay. in the back seat oh. of some pervs car wait the perv didn't touch you no well that's better than a thought I mean, it's still. Well, I mean, yeah. it's your, it was your choice for that to happen, right? I mean, like that's what. I mean, and was this like? And I mean, are these were these things that were like taught to you? Because I'm guessing there was like a homeless community. Yeah, it was kind of like this is awesome. what you say, what you do, kind of a little show you the yeah, ropes. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't actually so much of a female homeless community. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean that is true. Even in New York, when I see, I mean, I I came mm-hmm. across like this 
opportunity kind of by accident. You know, um, some dude pulled over on the side Mm. of the strip, which was called the drag. It's Guadalupe in Austin. You know, he pulled over in his car and kind of waved me over. And I happened to be luckily with this girl that I really had a big crush on anyway, you know, but she was. Yeah, you're young, you're attractive, you're a woman. That's not. I mean, just not a com- common homeless person at <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's probably I like, like, I have never <laughs> seen two young homeless girls. Right. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take advantage. I mean, it is about, like, yeah. it's a four-leaf What I mean, it was, it was, so the, it was the first for both of us. It was, um, hmm. honestly, I think, I think it was more shocking to her than it was to me. Um, did you just make out? Or yeah, did you, like, yeah. finger each other? Or did yeah. you, okay. There was, like, making out. There were requests, Touch, you know, but we would... We kind of really called the shots. Um, Do you think it was, was less alarming to you because you had come you you had kind of come from chaos? So it's like, yeah, yeah. what here's you know, a whatever. Weird, here's yeah. a weird question. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you decide what to charge? So because you you're like, well, I'm new at this, but you yeah. can't. was he like, I'll get you fifty if you do this yeah. kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, you basically he just kind of accept whatever. Oh, uh, okay. you know, okay. he didn't threaten and, you and, in any way, right? Like with a uh, not this first or? guy, yeah, oh. not the first. Guy. Oh, it gets better. Good. Yeah, sweet. Okay, sorry. <gasps> so, uh, yeah. okay. Did, when were you? We were obviously threatened at one point. Right. What happened? Yeah. Um. Well, so um, it wasn't like with uh, like in this situation. Um, I was assaulted numerous times. Um, while I was on the street, sexually and physically, or both. both? Mm-hmm. Why well, was um, I read an article about fuck it? Yeah. Um, homeless women in New York City, like in the. Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan area, uh, getting sexually assaulted while they're sleeping. Yeah, Did, yeah, that's was pretty that what common. Happened? Yeah, wow. Was it by other homeless people or by non-homeless people? Um, it's usually by other homeless people. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but not always. Like drunk frat boys, you know, or whatever. Ugh. Not to be like really. Well, it's gross either general, way. You know, I've met lots of really wonderful drunk frat boys. So have I. But, we get it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's actually really common, and it's not like hmm. just young women like me. Like I have a good friend who is a lot older. She's way way butch you know and she she's really outspoken about the um gang rape that she experienced Whoa, by fuck. multiple you know for t- drunk frat boys and i would imagine you know the police officers aren't really like that's not really their number one priority the homeless no, person right yeah okay. okay so when you were yeah. assaulted uh <clears throat> were you just like i guess that sucks. Like, cause so, did you think to go to the cops? I don't even know. Or so were you the like, they first won't help time, me? well, so, you know, I have a few different experiences under very different circumstances. Mm-hmm. One, um, you know, I suffered like major insomnia and I had a really hard time finding places to sleep. Once I found a couple of places, like I found this really great squat that I fucking never told anybody about. And mm-hmm. it was, there was this parking garage down downtown and the elevator system in the garage was actually like in its own little room so you would like walk into Mm. this little glass room and there was the elevator and so this was really convenient because it would stay warm or it would stay cool um and so while it was a glass room and it was really visible it was also like you know not 
completely exposed to the open. Of right. course, you know, the elements. Yeah. yeah. So this was like my score. This was like my big, you like, big score. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would never tell anybody where I squatted. And I like only once brought somebody there, and they ended up assaulting me. Fuck. Fucking goddamn. Another yeah. homeless person. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. some dude. Yeah. Did so, you bring him back because you you wanted to hook I thought up was or cool. just talk no, or whatever? No. Or I, I thought he was cool. Like I. I mean, I liked him. I felt like a connection with him. I thought he was, you know, gentle. I thought he was kind. But yeah, you know, what well, ha- was your intention to have? I mean, like, because I mean, you're, you're, you're people. I think people kind of take the person out of homeless person a lot. Like, oh, yeah. And so it's like you. It, what is having sex like? What is what is sexual activity you're, like in the homeless community? And your period. Yeah. yeah. What do you do when you get your period? I mean, that's like prison too. Yeah. They're just kind of. Yeah, it's a it it's is, a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, there's huge organizations that kind of give give pads to homeless women. I remember. Well, like charity. I mean, to, and also to women in prison. prison. The, it's it's a huge huge problem that no one really kind of gives a shit about. And right. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. That's um, totally right. Yeah, yeah, but what? So what were that? Yeah, what? How do you? Well, yeah. So what's having your period and having sex? What's can just go through that a little bit. Yeah. So basically, so when I was there um, in Austin, there was this great program called Phase, and because you're it, a major city, so that's yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, I was incredibly lucky um, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this Phase program ran out of the basement of um, a church that was uh, located like smack in the middle of the drag and the drag was like is Guadalupe which is the major street that runs in front of the university so besides 6th street 6th street's like the big drunk you know bar street in Austin yeah Yeah, right right so Guadalupe or the drag is like the major road that runs in front of the campus so right in the middle of that um is this was this church? It was this like really underground church, kind of. Um, and this this program called Phase used to run out of the basement, and I could get um, very basic supplies from them. And every you know, like twice a week, I think we got food from them. Um, that was also where the needle bus came around. Mm. And so once I started shooting dope, I became familiar with uh, the fact that the needle bus would show up there. And I've actually um, been a little outspoken about needle vans and how— Well, they give you clean needles, right? right? So that you're contracting. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, this really, really fucked up, like, um, vivid memory of this woman who I, at the time, I only knew of as being, like, one of the head dope dealers in kind of in my group. And I remember walking over to the van and ditching my dirty needles and getting new ones and turning around to find her shoving a needle, like, right in her neck. And the one that you like threw? No, no, oh. like a clean one. Oh, a clean her one. Neck. Yeah. So like you know, she had collapsed everywhere else. You know, you call over time. You know, your veins. Yeah. Oh. Right. Your veins oh. collapse. Damn. So you know, I just remember turning around and like being stoked that I had this bag of like three like micro needles and they were clean, and I was just gonna like fucking go off to my little place and be happy and shoot up with some clean needles. And like right when I turned around, here's this lady that I kind of only knew about by name, 
And she's just like straight up shoving a needle right into her neck, you know, into her jugular. But I thought and I still think that it was like so fucking interesting that she waited for the clean needle. Yeah. Like, even the most She's like, I'll stick a needle in my neck, but it'll be fucking clean. Yeah, even the Mm. most hardcore vets, even the most hardcore heroin users sometimes will wait for that fucking clean needle. And that's, like, really— That's good to know. know, That's a good fact. I think that cities that don't understand what a needle exchange is all about, like, need to understand that. Yeah, I didn't even—I wouldn't even think of Hmm. that. Damn. Well, it's the same thing with people who don't understand uh, something like abortion and, and the choice and how hard that choice is. It's like, what do you think? Yeah. We're just like, well, <laughs> just going to get an abortion, yeah. whatever. It's not like easy, that easy. at all. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So did you get tampons or pads? Yeah. So I could get I could get um, tampons and pads. Where would you go to the bathroom? Um Starbucks. Oh, man, that was such a pain in the ass. What um, if you had a shit? I mean, you have to shit. Yeah. So Everyone usually, shits. So there was this, um, uh, God, what was it? It was a Burger King, I think. No, 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 my bad. It was a Jack in the Box. There was totally this Jack in the Box um, down, down the way, down the strip. And that one was the one that, like, often I would show up at. And I would knock on the door and I'd have to wait someone was in there and then it would just turn out to be like my dealer and he would be coming out because he just, you know, just shot up. So, um, you know, the jack in the box was like like my go to. Yeah. Yeah. The jack in the box was my go to. Um, It was really hard. Um, I wrote another piece about um, about being on the streets there because in Madison, which is where I'm kind of based um, in Madison, Wisconsin, um, we've been having some serious uh, issues and conversations around the homeless population there. I do like homeless advocacy work. Yeah. And I work for a um, well, I don't work, but I volunteer with a soup clinic and we go out and we serve um, people um, and we hand out sub-zero sleeping bags mm-hmm. and I work with a lot of really amazing people doing that. But because mm-hmm. um, I'm a cook by trade, so it just kind of, oh, you know, went together. together. Yeah. Yeah. But um you know, we have a major problem there, and it's something that I encountered a lot while I was on the streets. Are people just—they don't even regard them as humans there? Or like, they just don't get treated? They don't get anything? Yeah. I mean, it's There's no really, programs? So, in Madison, it's really tough because our, um, our facilities are— our facilities are not uh, capable of taking care of the amount of people that we have on the streets there. And um, we actually even at one point, God, our mayor. Um, <laughs> so we actually at one point had our mayor want to do this kind of bus out system <sighs> where he offered free bus tickets for 
um, the homeless, some of the homeless population to try to get out of Madison and maybe make it to a place where they could be with family or so there's he wanted. Of, I mean, he was like basically like, get let's these get them out of get here. These poor people mm-hmm. out of my town. Someone else's problem. Yeah. So there's a lot Ooh. of kind of different opinions on this. That's um, fucked up. Yo, you think it's fucked up, I would imagine, right? That's fucked up. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of. Oh boy. And it's funny because this just bus mayor, them out. Just yeah. bus them to anywhere, <laughs> anywhere not here. I'll buy one way trip to Six Flags. All <laughs> homeless people. If I was homeless, I'd be like, I'm going to Miami. Right. right. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, so transparent and very. And that's like, so obvious. It's what comical. He's doing. That's like yeah. an episode of a TV show. He tried <laughs> like to. Port- the mayor, was your Port- mayor the mayor of Portland? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he tried to. So actually, he was kind pushing of family. Yeah. So it's kind of funny you say Portlandia because, like, Austin, a lot of people joke that Austin's, like, the bigger Madison. Madison's, like, the little mini wannabe Austin. Okay. And actually our mayor, Mayor Paul Soglin, he's going to shoot mayor? me. Yeah. Um, he still has his homeless program? Yeah, so he's... Yo, mayor, mayor, so come on. We know working. what you're doing, like, mayor. It's a small town, yeah. so you probably know him, like your buds. They, they are. We're, yeah, it's a pretty small town. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're buds. <laughs> Shout out, but, like, for real, consider like, he changing know, that. Yeah. He knows Wendy. So my my letter um, about being homeless mm-hmm. and about um, being a part of the homeless community was was an open letter to Mayor Soglin and, and you just texted Joe it to him or I actually I, I, check yes. out this link Mayor ain't spam <laughs> I published it on the Daily Coast good for you yeah um, that's great and it and got it, the attention uh you know oh he no. saw it I he, don't I he, have no idea he read that over coffee <laughs> he got a Google alert that. and he was like I haven't gotten a Google alert <laughs> yeah, 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 in 15 yeah. years yeah. yeah he saw so, that 100% yeah. and he got real pissed that so it was this negative mayor, I was like if Kanye heard our podcast yeah yeah I was like the mayor <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So this mayor is kind of known. He he's been mayor in the past, and he's kind of known to have been uh, the hippie mayor, the liberal mayor, right? Uh-huh. But oh. but since then, and since being voted back into office, a lot of the very liberal um, traditional Madisonians are kind of disappointed in. Uh, where he is, where he stands right now. They were um, with they weren't pro homeless bus tickets. Yeah, they're kind of like. I mean, they didn't want to ship everybody yeah. away. How did he say that with a straight face? Yeah, yeah. So the, that's nuts. The we framing. Don't know, I wonder though if it's people. <laughs> I well, I think yeah. it's because my idea. When you live in New York. I almost have to. When I first moved here, I homeless people broke my fucking heart. I was like, yeah. you don't have a bed, and I and I. And I would give money and or, or food or whatever, and then I just had to come to a point where I had to pretend they weren't people. Yeah, because I was so. I mean, it's selfish, but like now, now no, I'll you give have to. I mean, because it's so heartbreaking. So maybe he was doing that a little bit. It's, I don't know. I mean, you're mayor, so of, you got to think about your people as yeah, fucking people. It was kind your only of job. under the guise of. I mean, I. I honestly, I do think that there was like this small part of him that thought that this would be helpful. 
because in a few cases, this could be helpful. In a few cases, there are some people on the streets that are essentially like stranded. Trying to and get back. You think there's really homeless people who are one bus ticket away? Because everyone says from I not need being homeless. Bus ticket. No, no, no. Money. Not not necessarily from, from not being okay. homeless, but yeah, from being from their. Because I was like, then I'll start. Yeah. But I will start buying people yeah. bus tickets. Because everyone yes. asks me money for bus tickets, <clears throat> but maybe they really need the bus ticket. No, I mean uh, to play. Uh, what do you say to people? Who kind who kind of make the issue? Well, you guys are drug addicts. Like it's like you know, get, get your shit together. Why are you drug addicts? Why are you on the street? Like this is your problem. Go to a Ugh. shelter. Kind of like in a major city too. Yeah. So what what's kind of your response to something like that? So typically, so for one, typically the problem with shelters that a lot of people don't know is. Um, A, they're underfunded. B, they're plagued with diseases and things like bed bugs because there is no funding to um, to check with that, to fix that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Three, there's usually a mandatory limit, right? So, like, um, a lot of times there's a 30-day limit. Um, A lot of times there's also – there's limited beds. And so if you have children with you, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. then you're kind of fucked. Right. you know, because they they there are no like children's beds. There are no family mm-hmm. um, areas. Um, are there any third counseling? or fourth or whatever? Like there's there's not usually a lot of counseling. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's like outside services that are offered, but um, there is also a lot of assault happening in um, shelters. A lot of women are being assaulted. Um, there's a lot of so even so just like being a woman is hard. Being a homeless woman is extra like it's it's extra hard. It's kind of interesting and just like, yeah, every every you think of like every feel like it's always oh, more difficult for women. Even fucking being homeless, yeah, more difficult for women. Yes, hmm. well, it's such it a is. vulnerable because you're in there's no walls around you, right? And 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 on the streets is the same thing. Women women on the streets. I forget the percentage, um, but women on their on the streets. Are, are incredibly vulnerable to being um, assaulted. And that's where most of my sexual assaults occurred was on the streets. And a lot of it, some people don't really understand. There's this term called survival rape. And I don't know. Is that when your vagina lubricates itself because you just want to, because I, I heard a psychologist <laughs> talk about this. Oh, is that is that right or no? I don't know. No, I think because survival rape will be your body is just someone to get a, like, get a roof over your head, right? Right. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so I. Ex- God damn, yeah. that was totally different. But yeah, I, I heard different. that your brain, someone called in Dan Savage and was like, why when I was assaulted? Why was my vagina loop? like this? Oh, is yeah. freaking so, me out. And she said, like, yeah, your yeah. body's like just needs to get this over with. Right, right. You know. So okay, so this is also a problem um, that's not addressed a lot um, in the male community. Um, when men are assaulted, whatever their sexual orientation, one of the major reasons that men don't report sexual assaults is because they're embarrassed of the fact that they got hard. Um, this oh. is yeah. So this. This is not something that's controllable. This is a bodily function that is literally uncontrollable. And so a lot of men who are victims of rape feel like they cannot report it Mm -hmm. because they had an erection at the time. Well, this is 100% true because even when people like— And that's actually kind of like the male version of what you're talking about. Right, because that woman was me on the the subway or something, sometimes like I'll start to like kind of like get the feeling of being aroused— 
I'm like, oh, I'm I I in my in your head, heart, you're not in my head. I know I'm not aroused, right. but your vagina, like that's why I talk about sometimes on the podcast, like the vagina tingle that I yeah. feel when I know I'm in trouble. Yes. So to me, I my mind knows that particular tingle is trouble, not fun. But I mean, it's still the same feeling, it's yeah. the same sensation that's like down some there. Serious, serious, even, honest com- conversation that yeah. needs to happen so that women don't like feel fucking weird when that happens or mm-hmm. know that they're alone yeah you know um and and men too like i said like, oh my god i didn't even oh, i didn't even yeah. think that was possible i don't know why if it's if the male sex organs will do that because yeah. the purpose of doing that is a survival reason but when you don't know that about yourself well it's confusing because oh sometimes god. like sometimes you like you go to fuck a boyfriend or something and you're like i like this person i why, can't even get why wet am i dry right yeah. like, right. so it's very yeah. confusing <laughs> yeah that's usually a drug me yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you working i'm like i'm but really like wasted this person, I pussy. to fuck around but i'm also really wasted so, so your version of survival so what yeah, you were so, talking about so yeah so um when i and and i think you know a lot of my a lot of women i know a lot of um friends that i have don't really know what to call it um and i remember hearing it um being called survival rape and and i remember thinking like Thank God there's like a term for this because mm. otherwise I just felt like a really fucked up individual. But, you know, there were numerous times uh, there's one, you know, multiple really vivid, um, you know, memories that I have one of like, um, you know, fucking this guy in the back of uh, this truck that my at the time boyfriend owned but that boyfriend was in jail overnight and this guy that I was with uh you know made me feel he had lots of things to offer me like food and shelter the next day and drugs Mm. and the only way that I could get those was to fuck this guy or to well to let him fuck me yeah and um you know and did you you just laid there and I remember like several no's I remember several like look I'm you know I'm like with this guy Mark and he's my boyfriend and I just don't and it just I don't remember remember like how long this went on but eventually I like figured that it was for some reason in my best interest to just get it over with and to just benefit from whatever the shit was that he was offering me yeah you know and and this was like this happened there in the back of this truck this happened in this elevator room you know of this parking garage what was going through your head while he was doing that to you were you trying to think of something else? Yeah, I think it was pretty much out of there. I think it was pretty much like mentally not. Yeah. Yeah. Like out of there and just like ready for it to be over and ready for it to be just kind of thinking about the benefits that I would be reaping, you know, after the fact. Yeah. Um, I remember being in, I remember like this guy that I was with who later became my first husband, um, you know, I met him on the streets and. We, uh, after we'd both been shooting dope for a while, you know, we had connections to our, like, bigger, bigger um, dealers and then their bigger dealers. And so a lot of times we'd have kind of randos come up to us and and try to score. And my deal was always like, look, if I'm going to hook you up, you need to either give me a place to stay or you need to cut me in. Um you know, so I remember this one night, some rando coming up to me and needing to hook up. 
and I was feeling it was he was fine, you know. Um, Hook up meaning have sex? Like, get, no, get oh. some get some dope. Oh, okay, get some sorry. dope. Yeah, get some heroin. So um, I, you know, I went and scored, and I resold it to him, and like his deal was that he would let me and my boyfriend at the time stay at his place and fix and have a, you know, have a place to sleep. Um, fix meaning like get high. Get mm-hmm. high. Um, okay. And have a place to sleep and be able to like leave the next morning, you know. Um, so we did. We hooked this guy up and his girlfriend and we went to their place and it was like this duplex and it had these carpeted stairs. And I remember exactly the layout of this place for some reason. And How old were you? 16. Okay. Oh, God, you're still so young. Whew. 17, maybe. I'm like, are you 25 yet? Oh, God. Uh, 17, okay. maybe. So, um, uh, you know, my my... I'll just say his name is Mark. My first husband, um, you know, my boyfriend at the time, and I went back. We sat in the living room and, like, cooked up with this guy and his girlfriend. So very soon after, we found out that this girlfriend of his had been going to a methadone clinic. Um, The reason we found this out was because she ended up ODing. Mm. And um, that night, or that night while we were there. Oh, boy. <clears throat> fuck. Yeah. So, um, Mark and I fixed, we were actually in the middle of cooking up in the kitchen at the counter, like right next to the stove. And this dude that we hooked up, like, came running into the kitchen. And I don't even remember what he was saying. But something was happening, and Mark, like, ran after him, and I had the needle, like, right at my arm. So I just I just fucking shot up real quick because I wanted to be were, high, like, yeah. while ever, whatever the fuck this shit was going on. Yeah. So, um, and the next thing I know, I'm in the living room, and I'm looking up these carpeted stairs of this duplex, and my boyfriend is at the feet of this woman, and this woman is on her back in a t- white T-shirt and underwear, and her whatever boyfriend or spouse or whoever was holding her arms and dragging her up these carpeted stairs. Dragging her by her arms? Yeah. And she had like this long brunette stringy hair and it was and she was out. She was like totally out. And I walked up the stairs like really slow at like after her feet like you know up the stairs and stood by we like walked to the bathroom and I stood by the door of this bathroom and while they put her in the bathtub and her dude I don't know who he was you know um turned the shower on and cold and it was like I was like this is like what they I'm like standing by the door thinking this is what they do in the movies this is really weird like thinking like you didn't yeah does this really work you yeah. know right and then just to get like what what is it like being on her and what's your reaction time is it a comparison to another more familiar drug that most people like i just have no idea what the hell it would does be it slow like. you down yeah so i mean oh yeah yeah so oh, okay. you're definitely slow yeah, down okay. yeah for sure yeah so i mean typically what happens is like right when you shoot up if you're an iv drug user um the 
first feeling is you itch right at the injection site. You itch a lot and then you feel it. You like really literally can feel it go through that vein and like oh my God. up your when, arm and into your neck. When I when I the only time I was in the hospital and they gave me morphine in my um elbow yeah. vein, my yeah, yeah. arm. Yeah. I felt it yeah. burn up my yeah. arm. It was uh, weird. Yeah. It's very, Fuck. very much so, the same. So, do you know that she's ODing? I hope that's not like encouraging anybody. No, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> it's I also know. terrible because you immediately vomit. No, I, well, think, I, it, I, I think enough yeah. of these stories <laughs> will get people oh, off. Yeah. Maybe the drugs. I've seen <laughs> so Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, and so, that yeah. Your, vomiting yeah. immediately comes with the territory. So, did you know this I, girl was ODing oof. when you so, saw her getting? I, I, yeah, I did. Like, I, I actually, I didn't know why. Um, because she, we only hooked her up with one piece. Um, one piece is like one like dot of tar, right? Okay. So that's like a twenty piece back then. I don't know how much it costs now. It's probably way more. But um, back then, you know, like one twenty piece of dope is good. F- it was good for me, even as like a regular drug user. Can one you piece? Know. Can one experience with heroin kill you? I don't because I know there's some drugs that like one shot you can yeah, die. Ecstasy. Oh, yeah. I saw that video yeah. in high school. Yeah, that's no. not again that's not encouraging. Not, yeah. I just I just like yeah, to know yeah, yeah. about but, but, but you're addicted. Yeah. Right so away, but her right? problem was that she had been going. She had been mm. getting methadone, which is what and, you used to get off of. Heroin, right, right. Right. She didn't tell her boyfriend that she was actually trying to kick. So she'd been going to this local methadone clinic trying to kick. And so that morning she had gone, she got her methadone dose, right? So the problem with that is that when you when you like when you dope up on top of methadone, you are 10 times more likely to OD. Oh, fuck. So that's what happened was, although it was like a totally normal dose, she OD'd because she had been at the clinic that morning and he didn't know. So did she have any idea that that was like like 10 times more thing? Yeah. So I think what happened was she, I think she um, shot up because she didn't want him to know. So she just did it oh, anyway because it would be a problem because like if you're not using together, then like yeah. the relationship is kind of broken. Right. Like, oh, my God, this Shame is the thing. Kills. This is we do, what we do right. together. Right. OK. Right. Did you see her die? Yeah. So she did not die. She um, oh, she God. ended up in the tub. They turned a cold shower on her. I stood like right at the doorway while the guy I was with, my leader husband, um, while he stood behind her dude, um, he slapped her. He like sprayed the cold shower on her. He was a doctor, he, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, med, right. Regular MD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He. I remember him gra- putting his hands like behind her neck and like lifting her head up off of the um, like wall of the tub and trying to like sit her up. Oh my god! And Ooh. I was like. You know, since I was at the doorway, I didn't see, like, how or when she came to, but she came to. She sat up. She was really fucked up, and she immediately vomited. Mm. And I just kind of, like, backed away. And then my boyfriend backed away. And we just backed down the stairs, and we went back into the kitchen, and we put our dope up. 
And we kind of just like sat on the sofa and waited to see like what the fuck was going on. And like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, the dude came downstairs and he was like, she's cool. It's going to be fine. Oh, my goodness Um, gracious. He was like, I didn't know, but she went to the clinic this morning. Uh, And so the guy I was with and I... You know, we had enough experience with people, with friends who were going to the clinic to understand what that meant. And so um, the guy was like, look, you can still stay here overnight. You know, I promised you that. Like he was a, you oh, okay. know, he was like a stand up <laughs> dude, you know. Yeah. He tries. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, I want to uh, I want to talk about because um, your work where I originally <laughs> contacted you. Yeah. This was fucking fascinating. God, I had no idea. Well, I think it's very important because yeah, we learned about I want to know work, why like, you do there, what you do there now. There has to be a reason how you get from point A to point B kind of a thing. And yeah. boy, do I we, understand. We really got a, we got a lot of an answer. Yeah. So, you photographed. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to skip a little <laughs> was, bit of I detail. Like, I was just like, like <laughs> that was like not no, too. Oh, no, I'm actually no. just going to play the happy birthday song after that segment. It is Wendy's birthday, It's, it's Wendy's birthday today, guys. Um, there's going to be some Confetti guns, and then birthday. and then your project. <laughs> um, you photograph protesters outside of abortion clinics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that yeah. shit. Yes. Why do you do that? Yeah. So yeah, why? Um, I can't think of any reason why. Yeah, you it doesn't make any sense any why you would ever want to spread the word of what happens outside of abortion clinics. Yeah. Because I know for one, I. <clears throat> I sometimes see people like in the news, it, it gets covered protesters, mm-hmm. but I don't know what goes on when you're when a woman <clears throat> leaves her car and goes into a clinic. And I've heard stories of harassment and all kinds of yeah. things. Like, what do you see? What's the I want to get into what you see people do. And is yeah. it mostly men? Is it women? What What do you see? What's the environment? Uh, so it's it's um I've found that it's actually all. As much as I knew what to expect, it's all very surprising at the same time. Um, so the the reason, real quick, the reason I started doing it was um, I I started off as an activist. I started becoming kind of an activist once I moved to Madison, um, and that was in um, 2011 or so. Okay. Um, and... I uh, I never I don't know I never planned on being an activist, but it just that's a very good city to kind of fall into um, activism in. But uh, basically, I decided that I I didn't know what these people looked like. Um, I I while I was getting into activism, I started to meet other journalists, other activists, other people that kind of really like led the way and and are you know kind of like you bow down to as far as you know being in the reproductive justice community, mm-hmm. um, and. I uh, I saw this post. I was lucky enough to make the acquaintance of and become friends with a journalist named Robin Marty. And if you've ever read anything on RH Reality Check or Caredo2.com uh, or um, she, you've probably read some of her stuff. She's a, an incredibly prolific journalist and she does a lot of great work. Um, so I, uh, I came across her and um, I... I saw she posted an image of this kind of wanted style poster and it had uh, her photograph and her name and uh, 
uh, journalist under it. It also had a photograph of an abortion provider in her name, and it had a photograph of a clinic escort who's very outspoken and does a lot of um, – she's a, a great writer as well and does a lot of um, outreach through her writing um, and, and her name and, uh, you know, that she's a clinic escort as well. Um, and I saw this – and I was like, wow, this looks like a fucking wanted poster. Like, I mean, there's no getting around this. You know, these the, people are— With the goal of that to out these people for killing yes. babies? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. To really just out these people for the side that they're on, you know. Um and that wasn't it. You know, I was really, I feel so incredibly, I hate to use this stupid word, blessed, but honestly, it feels so fucking no blessed yeah. Yeah, to um, have, have been contacted by and made the acquaintance of, and I really feel like I would call her a friend of this um, uh, uh, abortion provider who is a former colleague of Dr. Tiller's, and she went on to... Um, she has her own practice, and she's one of uh, her clinic is one of only four that provides third trimester abortions in the country. Oh, yeah, so it's a tricky. Yeah, so I was abortion very lucky. itself is, but then yeah, the, yeah. So um, I was very lucky to meet her and also come across the same kind of thing: her face on a wanted style poster that had been made by mm. some, you know, anti-abortion group. Um, along with another doctor and another doctor mm-hmm. and yada, yada, and their names and where they practice and things, right? So um, I realized being a photographer and being kind of really into um, particularly interested in branding and, and graphic design and like how um, activists and the pro-choice movement kind of brand themselves. Yeah. Um, I realized that I didn't know who the fuck these people were. And, you know, I was like, all I ever see are the same, like, photos of the same, like, whatever, half a dozen stock photos Mm -hmm. of some idiot holding some idiotic abortion sign. Baby murder or something. Right, right. Right. Some, you know, like— baby hand parts or whatever right. some bloody fetus sign <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's all like, you ever been see been there done that typical yeah, right. why don't you try and surprise me <laughs> right right you need to like, rebrand this yeah fuck that yeah yeah I mean I'm like okay Get a strategy. This, this fucking poster is old news dude you know snooze fest <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> oh I'm gonna spit out my water <laughs> really boring really. seen it yeah. Okay. Seriously, like nothing new, you know, and like, and even, I mean, there's no like story behind these things. It's always just like God, 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 you know. Yes. Right. But what I, what do they angle. actually think? And, and yeah. yeah, yeah. But Ugh. I I want to know, and I don't know. That's why I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Like, what are these people? What are their? Is it ninety percent religious? What's the men to woman ratio 100%. outside? Hundred percent religious huh. i'll tell you why i say that is because so there's one human being that i know of okay i'm sure there's more but there's one jesus? person <laughs> that i know Christina. of sorry <laughs> who is out um anti-abortion or pro-life as they would like to say 
and <laughs> also an atheist. And now she's this. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> blah, blah. She's yeah. this like fave, fave um, Republican talking <laughs> head. Her name's Essie Cup. Hi, Essie Cup. Do you um, like her or hey, don't girl. like her? I can't stand her. Yeah. She she's, sounds like a real piece of work. Oh, she's pretty. She's, she's, That's she why she can say outlandish things yeah. and people listen. <laughs> Is she on she's, Fox? She's beautiful. She's fairly intelligent. She was on, I mean. um, you know, they uh, um, MSNBC, you know, gave her a spot to kind of like balance things out for a while. She's fairly intelligent when, when it comes to a lot of issues. But yeah. I also think that she really loves to ride the. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not. She out. loves <laughs> to ride the fact that she is like identifies as an atheist, but she's also pro-life because okay. the pro-life people fucking love this. Right. Because they've got like finally someone I can't yeah. say it's all yeah, right, uh, right, religion. Right. Yeah. But she's the only one. So she's really filling this niche, like, way, like, way good, right? She's really so, taking advantage of that opportunity yeah. and getting but in the spotlight. There is, so, so my findings thus far, there is one thing that every single uh, protester that I have met and talked to, there's one thing that they all have in common, and it is religion. Okay, I thought you were going to say that, that they suck. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, come on. Uh, any specific religion? It's religion. No. Or just religion? No, I mean, it's the majority wow. is Christianity, All but religions there's kind of the same. You just change the story. Yeah, Did no. you ask them if they eat pork or shellfish? No, <laughs> Pull that. <laughs> yeah, you, should be, you should be stoned to death. Yeah. The Jews are not really known for uh, for stuff like that, though. I the Jews to... aren't big, like, anti-abortion. Like, we don't give a shit. We're like, we just don't, why I love like, actually, so, don't fraternize so, with our religion. Yeah, so this is actually a good point because from what I know, which You're is not a Jewish pro- nothing. I actually know nothing. But <laughs> oh, um, good, us neither. So either. From what I know, from from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is um, in Judaism, um, life is actually defined. And please, I'm sure a bajillion people are gonna like send me hate mail because I'm fucked up. Oh, that's I our favorite I don't thing. Know what we're talking about. I but, for, but 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 just from what I've heard, um, life begins at the first breath. Mm-hmm. Um, in okay. Judaism, I now I will say I have no fucking clue if that's actually uh, correct or not. For the amount of like anxiety that we have, we're a pretty calm I mean, people. Yeah, like we're chill. So like, I, we're I will say though yeah. that I have not yet met an out Jew at one of these. Um, at one of these protests, I will say uh, the very, very uh, religious Jews will like what I will. And I actually, was, they avoid it. When I was walking in the gay pride parade, there was a couple, you know, Hasidic Jews uh-huh. protesting. I, I think uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't abortion, but I showed one of them. But it's, you know, just liberal kind of things. <laughs> now, but um, other than that, yeah, we're, we're, we're chill about it. Yeah. What do they say? Men and women, what's the ratio, mm-hmm. real quick? Because um, our, our friend Amber, who works at Lady Parts Justice yeah, yeah, with Liz Winstead, yeah. hi yeah. guys, hey, love Amber. them, love I them a her. lot. Yeah, um, said there is a lot of men, and yes. I was like, wait, what? But they don't have babies. Yeah, so they don't know they the how loss can of they control? They just decided to show up. How can up. they force me to be an incubator mm-hmm. when they don't even have? Oh, people yeah. suck. So what yeah. is it? So um, I would say uh, with the exception of one particular clinic that I photographed, um, that would be the general consensus. Mostly men? The majority is men. Like 7 out of 10? High and higher, you yes. think? As, on every, okay. I, I would we say want, 7 out of 10. We need an actual percentage. No, because I, we do, paperwork, I do not. 
understand why a man would even fucking uh, what the fuck are you doing? You don't you don't I don't I don't get it. I don't because look, if you're pro why if you're pro life Okay, we've then, had we had a girl email us saying my my we're seven I'm seventeen or something. Her friend she's pro life. Her friend just got pregnant and uh, she didn't know what to do, but she couldn't go to Planned Parenthood without consent and she was so scared. Mm. And this her friend emailed us said my mm-hmm. friend is trying to administer an abortion on herself and I don't yes. know what to do. I am pro life, but it's her choice. She can do what she wants. Do you have any resources? And I and I did. And I, Amber helped me with that. She was so clutch. Um, so I she did sent that me. Too. So but. But she was, I was, but I, I wrote her back and I was like, thank you so much for being pro-life, but not letting that impede on other people's decision. Because that, that's all I, that's what I hate. Because I've me, spoken once. Yeah, you can't give yourself an abortion, you'll kill yourself. Of course. But, but also if you're pro-life, I don't, because I kind of talked about it once on this podcast before and I got too angry. It just makes me too angry. You don't have a fucking uterus. Don't fucking <laughs> say shit. Don't get the fuck out of here. Go home. Go home. Like I can't, I can't articulate myself because it makes me so mad. Yeah. But these pro-life people who are, who, and they're out there, I just don't know of many, who are like, you know what? I'm pro-life, but you are you and you do what you want. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be, but the fact to go waste your time and stand in front of a fucking clinic and make this fucking teenage girl yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so very quickly bouncing back to my previous, my original kind of introduction, I guess, was um, one. Re- I did write my story out for Miss Magazine. I don't know if they shared it or not, but um, oh, wow. and I, nice. I, I wrote my story out also for. Um, you know, the Daily Coast, but I didn't go into um, excruciating detail. But I also attempted. Um, at, yeah, at home. Um, and uh, I think it's really interesting to talk about the whole coat hanger thing. If you'd like to talk about it, we can talk about well, it Well, I, I, I know a lot about um, it. Do you know about that pill that you can get online? Uh, I did not know about that pill when I put a coat hanger in my vagina. Of course. Of right. course. I don't, I don't think it was a thing. Um, do you yeah, know about it now? Yes. Do you know where to get it? Like what the website is? I have mm-hmm. a link. I want to. I'm going to. my Saprostal? Um it's the abortion pill. Yes. So, and you can yeah. get it no matter where you live. Yeah. Or me- misopro. So, so that's yeah. the link that Ashley forwarded to me. I forwarded yeah. to the girl's friend. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. they got So Women on Waves is a really great. Yes. 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 Yeah. Women on Waves is a yes, really, really it. great um, uh, reference. If anybody out there um, needs to tell their friends or they have a friend in need or they're in need or do they offer counseling as well and not just like hey i need this pill click this button not necessarily so um it can be really complicated Uh uh based on u.s law and based on um kind of who they're responding to um one problem is that uh, so one big problem is that even even city on city, but usually state on state, there are wildly different laws. Um, you know, this means laws restricting a health professional from telling you one thing. Ooh. There are certain states that by law, a health professional is required to tell you that abortion causes breast cancer. I mean, there are actual but laws. But that's just a made up thing. This is, right. This is a made what? up thing. This has <laughs> what? been Yes. This is a fucking law. That you that the doctors have to tell the women who want to get abortion that you'll be at risk for breast cancer. Yes. Yes. And this what is if the why... woman asks, huh? Yeah. Do they have to be truthful? 
Yes. How? Wait. So it's a law for a doctor to lie yes. about about that's right. doctor science. That's stuff. right. Oh, good. Okay. That's right. What state is this? Um, there are multiple states. Well, I was like, I mean, that's, <gasps> oh my that's God. why I never truly listen. I mean, like anytime yeah. a doctor recommends something, I'm like, okay, I'll take. Not that I have take I, it with I a think, grain of salt. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. You go no, get a second opinion and talk to people and Google it. Now, <laughs> like, granted, yeah. these, these doctors are are devastated. I mean, oh. they are devastated that they live. Do they slip the in a place where they have know? to do this? Uh, you, you know, I, I, I and I get that, but just don't fucking move. That I, there, I have no. There's no microphone. Is there microphone for someone who's doing that? That's that's some great bullshit. Also, the problem, though, is that there are loopholes and that there are back doors written into these bills that can hold um, these physicians accountable. You know, like um, I'm, you know, I'm really familiar with um, the stuff that's been passed in Wisconsin since I've been there. Um, one of, you know, one bill was a mandatory ultrasound bill. Oh, my God. Well, that, yeah. there's so many places. Yeah. That... Yeah. So ours, you know, had these really amazing back doors. Um, there was a there was a sex selective abortion bill um, uh, presented, um, introduced, um, and one of the back doors of this bill um, that actually one of the so there's this there's this woman there um, and she's with a pro life group and she actually helped write some of the language in this bill for the. I think it was Lazic and Andre Jacques who uh, introduced this bill. Um, she helped write some of the uh, some of the words in this bill, and um, I read it a thousand times and found out that there was this kind of back door. Um, where uh, so a sex selective ban, right? And so the whole idea behind this uh, this kind of language is, first of all, it's racist. Um, second, um, it allows for a woman's medical records to be accessed. So uh, what what could happen if this bill had had gone through um, is say, okay, I'm pregnant, I go get an abortion. My partner, you know, maybe he's abusive, um, finds out or or suspects that I went and got an abortion. OK, in oh. this state, if this bill had passed in this state, all he has to do is claim I had an abortion because I was pregnant with a who knows girl. Right. Just oh, that's kind a of sex pick and choose. Of, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he can bring this case on. They will access my medical records to see if I told my doctor that I want an abortion because I'm pregnant with a girl. And do you have to tell your doctor? You don't have to tell your doctor. No, no, of course right? not. Okay. Also, of course who would not. Be dumb enough to say that after that was the real dumb of reason. Of course not. But what yeah. happens? What what can happen in in these laws when they're written in certain ways? There yeah. can be these like loopholes, invisible loopholes that you really you you wouldn't you will, know unless you're a lawyer. Exactly, you will not know they're there unless you know that that opportunity is there. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so now. He can claim this, right? And I can be um, investigated. Now, if they find out, oh, well, you know, I never said anything to my doctor about the gender of, okay, let's let's remind everybody that the gender 
of the sex, excuse me, not gender, I'm sorry, the sex of a fetus cannot be determined until a minimum of 20 weeks. Okay. okay. So 88% of abortions occur Before in the then. first trimester, yeah. right? So this is like a very small percentage of abortions right. in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so after 20 weeks, um, that's when you can determine uh, the sex of a fetus. Uh, say he makes this claim, um, I'm investigated. They say, oh, you know what? Her doctor's not saying that she mentioned that the sex of the baby had anything to do with the abortion. Well, now they've just confirmed to my abusive uh, domestic partner that I actually did have an abortion. Who gives a shit why, right? But now mm-hmm. he but knows. there's an easy way to find out if you had an abortion. Right. All now you have to knows. do is, was it because it was a girl? And then that will give you the answer. Wow. Right. What about the racist part of you said the language? Yeah. How, how is so that? So I would recommend that everybody go to the, um, oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong because it's so long. You but, can get uh, contact us after this one. We'll post yeah. links. If okay, it's links yeah. or websites so or anything, we'll be posting them in the um, description. Uh, so the executive director of this really great group called Miriam, her name is Miriam Young. Um, and, oh, I hope she doesn't hate me because I really, really like her a whole lot and she's amazing. But um, she is the executive director of a group, um, Asian Pacific Women's Reproductive something, something, something. We'll get the right name yeah. and we'll put it in the description. <laughs> no, I know exactly. I'm sorry, Miriam. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Miriam. I really love you. You know um, a lot more she... names and things of establishments than I would. She ever know. actually does a lot of work on this particular issue because. Uh, sex selective bans are typically written with specifically Asian Asian what? populations in mind because of the whole like uh, the Chinese are sexist and they want yeah, you to trying, abort their female baby, babies, right? Yeah. right? Yeah, so that's so that okay. this is like really uh, it's whenever these types of bills are proposed. We were just confused. We expected yeah. to be racist against black people as yeah. usual. Right, Most right. things yeah. are. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun curveball, yeah. though. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> spread it out oh, a little oh, bit. Against Asian racists. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Surprise. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Fun. Um, and Pacific Islanders. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, un- we we unfortunately have to wrap pretty mm-hmm. soon. Um, I want to know where we can find your work, what your projects yeah. are, if you're raising funds for anything, where do we go? Hit us with it. Yeah, let's get you some money. You okay? Because you're getting the word out there that these help us help. What happens in these environments? Yeah. So I'm uh, traveling to clinics across the country um, that are plagued with um, with anti-choice protesters. Um, I'm basically doing it out of pocket. Besides whatever money I raise, so whatever money I raise um, acts as like a reimbursement to my travel expenses. You're off heroin now, just to be clear. I am, yeah. Oh, there's going to be some other photo. <laughs> it's just it's for heroin money. Photos my ass. What's your website that we can yeah. see these photos so, on? Because um, I was looking at it. I want uh-huh. to. Yeah, so it's wendykempphotography.com, but it's Wendy, W-E-N-D-I. We only allow Wendy who yeah, spell it with an, with an I on the podcast, yeah. actually. So same um, same on Facebook, Wendy, W-E-N-D-I, K-E-N-T. Kent. There is actually a Wendy Kent photography with a Y. 
That oh, is, fuck her. That is incredibly <laughs> different photography. Okay. Like, we're all abortion yeah. clinics. Why you'll, do I see babies in, in, in little suits? You'll, you'll know that you're at the wrong the other Facebook page. <laughs> the when, shitty Ann yeah. No, no. I'm sure she's very she's nice. She's probably great. I have no idea. I'm guessing. You'll, you'll know you're at the wrong Wendy Kent photography when you see the profile pictures of pregnant woman. Oh, shit. So, oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> it's just so. Hey, we need it's every. Very, okay. That's funny. Sure. Ironic. Yeah. Wendy Kent yeah. photography with an I. Yes. That's Wendy where Kent we can see your yeah, work. That's dot com and Wendy Kim photography on Facebook. Do you sell prints for the holidays or? <laughs> I totally do. I sell <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of prints. Uh, give me a male bearded 60 and up with a sign that relates to baby hand parts. Something about Jesus. It's for Christmas. Yeah. I got some. Um, yeah. And where so, can we give you money? So on there, I um, I have a link to a rally page. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You on go, that website. Perfect. Yeah. So on my website, if you go under projects, you'll see faces of the fight. And that's the title of these clinic, the clinic coverages. Okay. So under faces of the fight, um, at the moment, you'll see four different clinics. I've done um, Chicago, Milwaukee, Raleigh, and Englewood. Um, and I'm about to add, I just got home from a trip where I covered three different clinics in three different days across two different states. And I'm about to cover another one in a different state tomorrow. Wow. So oh, busy. And yeah. um, uh, I I know in my heart why I think it's important for images of these protesters to be people need to know what happens. People need to know that them saying that I'm pro-life or I, it, it, I'm people need to know what happens. It's just like journalists and photojournalists are so important in wars. They need to go to the other because we're not getting the we're only giving the information that the fucking I sound like a hip the fucking government's well, feeding us, like, man. But I'm serious. Level, it's just more jarring to yeah. see something. And uh, yeah, and yeah. so Simple people uh, fucking get so annoyed at this pro pro choice bullshit. Yeah. They think it's hippie. To, why do you think it's so important for all humans to see? The, the faces of these protesters. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't only do this for people that actively identify as pro-choice or like, you know, I'm I'm really stoked that my fellow clinic defenders and clinic escorts are like, you know, feeling happy that I'm kind of exposing their yeah. protesters. And a clinic escort mm-hmm. is someone who volunteers their time to actually just walk a woman from her car to the clinic, right? That's right. And why do we need escorts? Yeah. So unfortunately, so I do it um, in uh, uh, New Jersey. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason we need this is because otherwise women, depending on buffer zones or the lack thereof, can actually like be assaulted by anti-choice and anti-abortion protesters. And it can be really, yeah, it can be really emotional. I can't even believe that a clinic escort is a thing. Yeah, it is. We need that. Like, obviously, now I know I talk to people like Ashley, and I'm like, oh my God, you're you're angels. But holy shit. Yeah. We need people to volunteer their free time to escort, to walk a woman. Yeah. And even if she's just getting birth control. Yeah. And that's right. That's right. And actually, when I ended up going through with my pregnancy at 14 years old, I'm still 14 years old and going into a Planned Parenthood trying to get prenatal vitamins and to keep your baby alive. Right. And that was the choice that you, well, I mean, obviously, right. You weren't sure, but that's what you went with. That was your individual choice. Yeah. But I'm 14 and I'm pregnant and guess 
you know, who's screaming at me and what they're screaming what at me. What are they saying yeah. about, you know, I mean, I heard everything, you know. So, but yeah, clinic escorts is a thing. I, you know, if you feel passionate about this kind of thing and you feel like selfless and you can find a clinic in your area that's, um, you know, that's harassed, um, please volunteer. Um, If there's no program, then offer to create a program. Um, I have always called clinic escorts my heroes. And I was really, really grateful to finally move somewhere where, um, you know, obviously I don't want it to be necessary, but I was really happy to step up and fill that space. Yeah. But um let's so, really do this, not just share it the link on Facebook. Right. right all, like, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do we it. We should do it. We'll do it. Let's yeah. go. And let's I encourage you to really do it. Like it's cool to share links on Facebook, but like actually get out of your chair and go to a clinic Make and do a it. And we're gonna do it too. We promise right life. now. We'll go to New Jersey and we'll do it. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I'll go there. We'll go to Target. Like, after. Hey girl. Well, yeah. I'll go to Target what after you hear drown for? our sorrows. There's really, it's go incredibly, it's, oh, I yeah, mean, we'll it's really, in a way, it's kind of selfish because it's so fucking rewarding <laughs> to know that you are, like, there and you are, like, Helping capable her. of getting over your entire self, like, no matter how, like, lots of people are like, oh, God, I couldn't do this because I would just fucking go off on people. And that's, that's totally me. I told Ashley, I was yeah. like, dude, I want to yeah. do this so no, bad. If someone totally yelled something at the woman I was walking with, I'd fucking kick him in the nuts. Right, right. And that's totally me too. But when you are there, I swear all of that disappears. Like everything, like all of you, like all of you and all of what you are disappears because (laughs) Because there's only one thing that matters right then. Of course. And it's her. Yeah. Yeah, And she needs to see you like fucking like legit and solid. And that's what matters. Yeah. You're right. It's like keeping it strong for your child. I just can't believe that you could be going in for prenatal care. You could be going in to get an abortion. Oh, you could yeah. be going in to get birth control because yeah. your parents don't have insurance and you, or right. you don't want to tell them you're having sex because they'll fucking murder you. Right. And, and you just, oh my God, yeah. that's so fucked up. That is yeah. one of the most fucked up things that... I'm yeah. so mad. Okay. So, yeah. So, I hope through these pictures, like, I, I don't only want to show, like, obviously, like, clinic escorts know what's going on. I want to show the general public what's going on because yeah. mm-hmm. they, they, know. they read stories from escorts and those are, like, so fucking invaluable. And I, like, like love every escort that shares their story. And it's so amazing. But there is something about social media where people yeah. kind of, they just don't fucking read words anymore. No. I am a writer you know? b- b- more than yeah. anything. And even I can say, right. I, I want a fucking it's picture. It's so oh, hard Sometimes I'd like a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and a lot of times a picture is more powerful too. Yeah. I think it can be. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can yeah. be. And also, you know, these people like to think that I'm like twisting their words or I'm going to like, like fucking Photoshop them or some shit. And I, so my other thing is like, some of them follow me, you know, after I go there, they ask me who I'm with and I'm just like, whatever, here I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm not going to lie to them. I tell them who I am and what I'm doing. And a lot of times they'll start following me. They'll start following me on Twitter. They'll follow me on Facebook, you know, and whatever. Yeah. I've been harassed, you know, Um, sweet. And this is, is this why you changed your, you go by an artist's name? Yeah. So my personal, I had to change my personal. Um, page. I have, you know, my oh, regular. Oh, so no one can find you. Yeah, okay. so I have my regular. Well, didn't we just fuck that page. up? No, 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 no because no. we didn't say the fake name. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. um, but I, was say, but but I, I also, I want them. They see themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this She's is a big thing because they are like. 
they, you know, they well, just come like, with mirrors. They refuse to believe that, you know, a lot of them refuse to believe. OK, I'm going to Sharon. Hey, Sharon, I'm just going to name you. She's my most recent kind of more like a uh, passive ish protester. Right. And she started following me and she really is like, you know, she's genuine, like she's legit. She's legit. You know, she like really honestly believes she's saving women from from making uh, something, you know, from making a decision that they're going to regret. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we both are equally as passionate about our causes. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want these women to regret something. Right. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so and she's not aggressive, but but she does get in their face with these things, you know, with these pamphlets and whatever. And but she says, like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just there. I'm praying for them. Oh, Christ. Then you go know? home and pray if prayer works. Yeah, you can right. pray at Go home. fucking pray right. in your bedroom. And so I just got another oh, message from from a very, like, diplomatic seeming like a uh, pro-lifer. You know, yeah. I say that with quotes. Of course. Um, asking, like, how do we not come across this way? Because we want to pray and we want to. And my point, my point is this. It doesn't matter how fucking passive you are it doesn't matter how fucking quiet you are it doesn't matter if you're only praying it doesn't matter if you're not saying a goddamn word you don't fucking belong there yeah if you're not getting an abortion if you're not getting birth control if you're not getting reproductive Preach. health services Preach. you don't fucking belong there yeah. and it doesn't matter what you're That's doing the problem your body there is intimidating yeah because we don't know why and you're you, there they fucking know you know that. and it doesn't yeah if matter. someone's standing there silently i might be more scared. yeah i'd be like exactly. who is that is that gonna kill weird? me exactly. and and and, and <laughs> Like I said, if you're pro-life, okay, right, that's, that's your choice, yeah. and I respect your choice to choose pro-life, not my choice and pro-choice. The end. Like I don't, I'm not trying to convert all pro-lifers to pro. Right. I'm not at all. Right. Just right. don't ever tell me what the fuck to do with my yeah. body right. ever. It's funny because they they don't <clears throat> get this, and and I want to be like, you don't see us hanging out outside the crisis pregnancy centers that fucking dish out lie after lie, by the way, trying to tell women, please come get your abortion. Also, we don't stand stand outside church as you're going in on Sunday and go, bullshit. Like, God's an asshole. You know, like, do your thing. Whatever you want to do. exactly. I don't care. Do your thing. Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. Wendy WendyKentPhotography.com Yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Hide your booze in the toilet tank Pack of smokes for rainy days And hope your wife collects your thrown out songs I can't remember much these days Alcohol, faulty jeans Sometimes I forget I'm 20 shit years old And I ain't done So play your songs in a different key And hope that there's a God that sees you trying Even though you know there ain't The option to run away was gone Second you heard her say I will Outside of that holy Nashville stage 
by third love it's a good gift of valentine's day coming up these bras have are super comfortable with memory foam that mold to your tits and i've tried them they're great start your free trial today if you go to thirdlove.com slash gwf if you like the bra keep it they'll charge you if you don't like it send it back within 30 days boom no cost to you